Hi everyone, I'm Emily Crow, Multimedia Editor at Progressive Grocer. Welcome to Top Women in Grocery, a podcast focused on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in grocery retail. We're spotlighting extraordinary women in the grocery industry who have had successful careers and interesting lives, and who are also making a positive impact in their workplaces and in their communities. To kick off our first episode of 2024, I'll be chatting with Liz Blakely, head of PR and communications at UK-based Saint-Pierre Group. Liz is responsible for global PR and communications for the company, working to raise the profile of the business and its three brands across trade, consumer, and B2B audiences. She acts as a strategic director of communications throughout the UK, Ireland, UAE, and the US, and also manages all media advertising, controlling media spend, planning, and placement across UK and US traditional media channels. Liz also leads the development of the company's corporate social responsibility commitments, as well as its volunteer program. She was chosen in 2023 as one of Progressive Grocer's top women in grocery, and if that wasn't enough, she was also a Gen Next honoree in 2023. I'm so excited to have her here to discuss her career trajectory, working across continents, what being a top woman in grocery means to her, and more. Liz, I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excellent. It's so nice well, to, to see you again. <laughs> I know. We, uh, Liz and I go way back. We've uh, had the pleasure of getting to know each other at a couple of Progressive Grocers Grocery Impact events, and I knew she would be perfect for the show. So, oh, what an introduction. Pressure's on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started. If you can tell me a bit about how you landed in your current role with Saint-Pierre Group. Oh, golly. Right. Well, we will go back some time. So um, my background is actually um, in music. Um, So uh, music and English at university, uh, what feels like many, many moons ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. I then went home and I hosted a radio show um, before podcasts were were really a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I hosted a radio show and then I moved to London. So I'm from Wales originally. And um, I moved to London and I worked in music PR. So PR for music, entertainment, fashion, events. Um, And then I wrote for the Daily Mirror, which is a national Mm -hmm. news title in the UK. And I did their TV and showbiz online reports. Uh, And then I realized I'd maybe like to make a little bit more money. So I went into agencies and I started working for brands. Um, And I did a lot of work in food and drink. I I mean, I've been in every industry doing PR. Um, I worked a a lot of clients in automotive. Um, I weirdly ended up working on a lot of uh, boiler and uh, insurance products. (laughs) Insurance products. Um, So... Yeah, quite a broad spectrum of industries, but I always loved food and drink. I think you can become so creative in it, and um, it's the way that you you carve out a reason for a brand, food and drink brand, to be speaking. Because actually, when you look at it, food forms a part of so many kind of cultural moments. You know, Christmas is not Christmas without food. Um, Valentine's Day. Uh, falling in love with somebody definitely doesn't happen with food the the whole um sorry without food not with food definitely happens with food. <laughs> um and and memory like so much of memory is linked to food you know oh, people's yeah. favorite childhood memories are I baked this cake with my nine or that sorry that's Welsh for grandmother um 
what you know whatever it may be that there's always food at the heart of so much that we just don't think about and that provides um loads of content and talking points and um relatable talking points because everybody eats food <laughs> um, absolutely and so I saw the opportunity um with Saint Pierre group three and a half years ago uh, to go in-house and out of agency and I just had my little boy and I thought yeah I think I think I want to go in and um rather than being kind of broad um no particular focus just working an expert in and everything yeah, well, yeah. I use expert loosely, but uh, yeah, it, it gave me an opportunity to focus on an area that I was really enthused about. Um, and and that's how I got here. Excellent. And we kind of talked about what a big job you have. So I'm curious if you kind of <laughs> could distill that down into what a typical workday looks like for you. What are you working on? What initiatives are you driving? I would... Um, I would answer that with probably a really um, rubbish answer for a podcast, actually. But <laughs> the best thing about my job is that there isn't a typical day sure. um, because we work in so many markets. We have different brands. Obviously, St. Pierre is our lead brand. It's America's favorite brioche brand, and we love it. It's our baby. Um, so in terms of split, most of my focus is is on, on St. Pierre. Um Obviously, as a food brand, there are kind of demand moments. Um, so breakfast, lunch, dinner, and we're a versatile product that suits all of them. Mm-hmm. So that means that a, a day could look like anything because then you you have your demand moments that are constant, but then you have your kind of cultural moments or the, the kind of wider, broader moments. So you've got mm-hmm. Mother's Day, you've got Easter, you've got grilling season. Um, and, and they are um, different depending on which market you're operating in um, and that's really all consumer cons but I also have to look at that from a trade perspective mm-hmm. so you know, in that trade work like three months ahead of the consumer schedule so that right. retailers are looking at right what do we want to sell to consumers for Valentine's Day for example well we already missed it because it's December so right um, it, so yeah it's trade it's consumer for all markets um, and I look after editorial content, so working directly with journalists, um, but also advertising. So making sure that um, we're getting cut through and share a voice through as many different tactics as we can, whether it's paid for or whether it's earned. Um, and then there's the the corporate stuff, which you've touched on already, but um, we're St. Pierre Group. And so we're lead on comms from the, the corporate side, too, in the group. Um, so yeah, it's it is quite a lot. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked, and we've got a fantastic yeah. team. So you know, yeah, wonderful. Well, we talked a little bit uh, also about you know how far your job goes across unique geographical areas. You cover communications and all these different places. How do you ensure that your messaging is hitting the mark in each one? It's a good question. And I think as we've grown, that has become uh, increasingly more important to answer mm-hmm. and work sure. out how we do it. Um, so where we are in the UK, we are the strategic hub, if you like. Um, and so the brand St. Pierre is about making everyday magnifique, breakfast, lunch and dinner, versatile, quality, authentic 
European baked products. So that's always the message. Wherever you are in the world, that is what St. Pierre is all about. Um, And so then it's up to local teams to work out how they bring that to life best in their own markets. I'm not an expert in every global market, but I do understand how um, we can link our product to various different moments and provided we are always talking about the quality of the experience, whether it's you know, when you first come into contact with the brand on social media or whether that's in-store through our merchandising, wherever that journey starts, it's a quality interaction with the brand and that that has to go across all markets. And of course, um, yeah, I've been doing that in the UK and the US predominantly. Um, But as we grow, we are hopeful that there will be more new markets added over the next couple of years. so I have to work out what that looks like. But yeah, as it stands, it's uh, I do the strategy, and I do the implementation. And I think what will change is I'll do the strategy and then I'll look to clone myself <laughs> so that it's implemented in the right way, in the most effective way and um, with the nuances of those of those markets um, where it needs to be. Well, you also lead the corporate social responsibility strategy for St. Pierre Group. What are the most important pieces of the strategy for your company? And how do you ensure that certain goals are being met? I'm sure it all kind of connects like we've talked about. Yeah, and and it has to for it to, you know, for anybody to buy into it. You have to have, um, some people would refer to it as the red thread. So, you know, what's going to tie everything together? Um, And St. Pierre is about, making every day magnifique and so much of that is about the experience that we provide um, and that is prioritized when it comes to product and making sure that we've got superior product when it comes to people in our business it's making sure that we're attracting and retaining the best talent and every interaction that somebody might have whether that's a trade interaction whether that's a retailer talking to our um, commercial teams we make sure that they are having a quality experience. And so then you look at how you can apply that through your corporate social responsibility. And again, experience is key. So when we look at charity partners or volunteering program that we implemented for for our teams, that is about providing a quality experience with food, no matter who you are or where you are. Everyone deserves to have fantastic food because we genuinely believe it's more than just a meal on your plate it's it's memory it's experience and it brings people together and it's you know a common denominator everybody needs to eat um so that's that's how we tie it together making moments every day magnifique in, in the small day way that we can, you know, we're a bakery brand, so we're not, right. <laughs> you know, we do what we can, that's, sure. that's within, our, within our remit, but um, we can control that in terms of the charities that we work with, uh, the volunteer program, the way that we conduct ourselves with our colleagues, with our business associates, it's all about quality and of course the products, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. And you touched on the volunteer program that you have at St. Pierre and, you know, the the strategy you have with your culture and people and how it all connects. Can you talk a little bit more about the volunteer program and how you look for or, you know, find ideas of how you're going to give back charitably? 
Yeah. Um, well, there's a, I can never just settle on one answer. I'm like, I want to tell you everything. Um, but obviously, I'll we operate. As much as you want. <laughs> we'll just, how long have you got? Um, Let's go. <laughs> it, as I said, it's making everyday magnifi or providing quality experiences with food for everyone. And so when it comes to charitable partners or charity partners, rather, um, we look at a local level. So we're headquartered in Manchester. Um, there are communities of which we're a part that we can have impact in. So what does that look like? Um, there are regional charities. So um that might be uh, we work with a, a charity called Eat Well Manchester and they provide restaurant quality food. It's actually food cooked in restaurants or by restaurant chefs and then it's distributed to the most vulnerable members of our society. Um, we also work with regional food banks, so making sure that um, people who are at risk of food poverty or um, during non-school term time, we will increase our donations we might send the team down to pack the bags to you know to or to help distribute the food um and in the u.s we work with meals on wheels so our u.s headquarters is in cincinnati and again that is about providing a quality experience with food for everybody um and then and then we have those on a on a national scale as well um in the uk and hopefully next year in america we'll look at something that has you know a a greater kind of national reach um, and any new markets that will be uh, you know a key element of what we do of course we've been uh, we're now part of the group of Imbo family and their um, CSR strategies are phenomenal they are doing amazing work across the globe and so I'm hopeful that we'll be able to tap into that as, uh, as our integration continues as well. Well, as I mentioned before, you are a bit of a double threat here at Progressive Grocer. Mm -hmm. You were chosen as a top women in grocery honoree and as a Gen Next Award recipient last year. I'm curious what these honors mean to you. I mean, we've talked about how food and beverage and grocery and everything is such an all-encompassing field. And I'm just curious how it feels to be honored in that field. I think that um, obviously you've met me at Zampier. Um, we, without a doubt, have the most passionate group of people, team of people that I've ever met, and everyone's fantastic. Um, and so it's really nice to shine a light on individuals in the business. Um, and last year, I was very fortunate that 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 light shone on me but it really could have been anybody um that, that fit the criteria so we've got loads of wonderful females in the business and we've got lots of professionals under 40 as well um so I think it's it's that recognition for Saint-Pierre and our brand and what we've done um because we everything's a team effort so it's lovely to have the individual recognition um but I think it's a it's more broadly a recognition of the passion that we've got in the, in the business and the belief in what we do and the belief in our brand and also it's it's really great so a, a lot of the time um I think I would have mentioned this to you when I was over in the states um it's so funny people just don't get they don't get it so they're like hang on a second you're selling me french brioche but you're based in the UK Right. And you're America's number one brioche brand. Mm -hmm. 
So make it make sense. I go, do you know what? I'm not going to even try. It's no. just It works because we're providing quality products that translate into so many different meals. They're very well understood. You know, we mm-hmm. started with um, burger buns and hot dog rolls. American market knows burger buns and hot dog rolls. Yes. And they know what to do with it. The education piece comes with the brioche. And mm-hmm. once you try it, you go, why would I not use the best brioche? <laughs> it's, it's worth upgrading yes. because it's elevated my entire meal. I have a family um, of converts. I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> People love that story. They go, mm-hmm. yeah, that's actually when I sit and think about it, that does make a lot of sense. But I think what's great about the awards is when people say make it make sense I go I don't need to look <laughs> like people recognize it sounds it sounds crazy um but it works so it's you know it's a nice way to explain they go what what is it that you do again and they'll say well we're America's number one brioche brand <laughs> and and I know it doesn't make sense but look here's some awards we've won <laughs> right right we've done the work yeah <laughs> yes Absolutely. Well, you mentioned those other people within your company and within the industry. How do you pay it forward to other women and, you know, young business people, executives, what have you across your industry? It's a good question. And I think that um, I don't know if I'll get into trouble for saying this, (laughs) but the focus, I think, absolutely on on next generation, on young professionals um, is is really important. In the UK, we don't really have these let's recognise women specifically, not because they shouldn't exist, but it's it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a strange concept to me personally. I'm not mm. speaking on behalf of the business necessarily, but we we don't have those in the UK, and I see the need for them in mm. in America. Um, but I wouldn't have a different answer for how I pay it forward, you know, to women versus younger younger professionals so that would be my first thing and then the second thing I think is just about always being willing to give your time um, and share your learnings it's so important because if you've made a mistake chances are somebody made it before you and they could have saved you. <laughs> you know, they could have saved you a tidy up job if you'd have just sat and had a conversation with them. So I would always make sure that I'm open to helping where I can. Um, and one of the things, I mean, you've met me, so you'll know, I don't have a quiet laugh. I have a very loud laugh. But I think um, you and if, I you, both. <laughs> if you can share a smile with someone or a laugh, you will have a much greater impact on them. They're way more likely to remember you, but um, just to try and have that that friendliness in, in everything you do. It sounds really lame, but I, I genuinely, I don't I don't think it is. I don't believe that it is. I think to make a good impression. So um, always be open and willing to share your learnings. And if you can make someone laugh or you can look on the lighter side of something with a sense of humor, do that because life's yeah. too short. I always tell my kids it costs nothing to be kind and just to be able to kind of put that back out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, um, well, there's, there's a a couple of things. So um, people do business with people, right? So be a good person. Yeah. And also uh, 
not to wax lyrical, but there's a study um, that they've done with Alzheimer's patients. Um, and my mother-in-law passed away uh, last year from Alzheimer's, which is very sad. But one of the studies that I read said, um, even in late stage Alzheimer's, people might not remember your name. They might not remember your face. But when they get a glimpse, you know, you get that glimpse of, mm-hmm. oh, they know who I am just for a yeah. second. That's not your face and it's not your name. It's how you made them feel. Mm. I know. And so that's that would be my thing. Just always think about how you make someone feel because that's what memory is formed from. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. That's kind of, you know, my next wrap-up question as far as advice for women. I know it's not something specific to the UK, but here in the US, it is definitely part of our culture where we are, you know, picking out women who do extraordinary work and honoring yeah. them. What advice do you have for women still coming up through the ranks and, you know, looking to make a mark? Do you, regardless. <laughs> you know, you if you're a top, you, you might be a top woman in grocery and that's phenomenal and, and you should be applauded and you should be rewarded. And I think it's a really important program. Um, but in winning it, you're a top person in grocery. Um, and so approach everything not as right I'm a woman and so I'm going to do this because I'm a woman I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do and and I've got passion for it and I'm infused about it and it's going to help my career Um, so yeah I would would approach everything um, with a with a gut instinct and yeah it usually gets you to the right place absolutely Well, Liz, thank you so much for sharing your insights and being here with us today. It's been wonderful to see you. You're so welcome. I hope it was even remotely um, helpful or if it made any sense. (laughs) Of course. Subtitles on. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do that. Excellent. (laughs) For more information about the Top Women in Grocery podcast, please visit www.progressivegrocer.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this series wherever you typically listen to podcasts, including on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Finally, do you have an idea for a Twig podcast? We'd love to hear from you. Email me at ecrow at ensembleiq.com. See you next time, and thanks so much for listening.